three, two, one, let's go. Hi everybody, I am Bobby Jankovic. Welcome to Mission Forge. Mission Forge is where we engage each other, empower one another, and elevate the world around us in real estate. So with looming changes, and I'm going to ask, are they really changes? But with looming changes coming to our cooperative compensation model, what is this going to have to do? What is this going to do to you as an agent? What's it mean to you as a seller? And what does it mean to you as a buyer? And for that matter, what does it mean to you as a broker? These are all the players in the situation. Um, so the proposed settlement is going to essentially ripple through all the MLSs. It's already started here that seller who has previously been kind of forced, I guess, for lack of a better word, into paying the commission for both the uh, person they hire, the listing agent, and the buyer's agent. Now, I challenge that first on its face because if you really want to be a true accountant of this whole thing, the seller is only paying once a buyer is attracted and brought to the table. So in one accounting perspective, it's really the buyer who's paying the listing agent, if you want to look at it that way. Um, and I think the goal of, of the lawsuit uh, that's been going on for some time is to separate those, um, to push the buyer's agent to pay the buyer, I'm sorry, the buyer to pay the buyer's agent and the seller to pay the listing agent. So the question becomes, was that even possible before? Well, it kind of was, um, you know, because it was a while ago that, um, and nobody ever dictated what the commission should be, but you know, colloquially and, and markets drive things to be at a certain place. And, you know, I'm not going to discuss what a commission generally is. I, I know I monitor our average office commission um, all the time. I'd say it, I'd run it three or four times a year. And I will say in our office, it's lower than um, most others um, or what what you hear, you know, um, because we negotiate in our office. And I think a lot of other places do. So my point is that MLS rules that have are now starting to change, which required that a listing offer a cooperative compensation to that buyer agent have been relaxed so dramatically anyways, um, down to, I think it was a dollar why I heard a story of one lowering it to a penny, essentially sending the message that we had arrived at this spot anywhere. Hey, I'm I've got I'm listing this house at 123 Main Street. I am offering cooperative compensation because I have to, you know, basically driven by NAR. But I'm only offering a dollar. So that means the the buyer's agent has to have the conversation with the buyer, which they should have already done in the signing of their, their uh, agency agreement. Hey, how, how am I going to get paid? What am I going to get paid and how am I going to get paid? 
Um, and, and those buyer agreements, uh, brokerage agreements, I'm sorry, agency agreements have that conversation. If you read the document and discuss it with one another, it says that, hey, I'm going to get paid X number of apples um, if I sell you this house. And or whatever the comp cooperative compensation is uh, offered by the selling firm, the, the listing firm, but not less than blank apples. So, you know, at minimum, I'm going to get paid. I may get paid more because we don't know. We don't know what house we're going to and we don't know what they're offering. They don't always offer the same thing. But I'm not going to work for less than X apples, which means, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, if we do find a home, you know, the most common thing in the old day was a for sale by owner. Sometimes for sale by owners wouldn't offer to pay your buyer's agent. Most of them did because they understood. They understood that buyer's agents work hard and, and bring they bring the buyer. And and they were trying to save the, the listing commission. Um, so that conversation should have been going on. And, and now it's pronounced right it's it they've emphasized it so much okay now people can actually offer nothing i'm listing my house at 123 main street i am not offering any commission so this kind of puts the conversation opens up a new conversation or again it's not new it should have been being had when you're sitting down with your seller hey i'm this is my proposal to sell your home I'd like to charge you X number of apples uh, to, to list the house. And here's the, all the things that I'm going to do. Uh, my marketing plan, what you can expect likely to get at a sales price and based on your charges. This is, you know, what, what you would net at the end. Of course, it's estimated um, what you would walk away with. And, and of those expenses, the, the, the compensation in here, and I'm going to take that compensation and I'm going to share, offer to share some of it with the person who brings the buyer's agent. I'm sorry, the buyer's agent who brings the buyer. And then sometimes, you know, you can, you can have a side, uh, a, a deeper conversation that says, look, in the event, and sometimes the, the sellers will ask, you know, hey, look, what if you have a buyer? Or, you know, what What if somebody calls on the sign or whatever, and you end up with it? And then I, I can say, yeah, well, then I'm the buyer's agent. If you agree, and they agree, I'm going to act as a dual agent. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes people come and they don't want representation. Think about it. Um, it might be another agent, um, whatever. Sometimes people just don't want representation. So I can, you and I as the seller can come up with a, a side deal. It's called variable commission. It says, hey, if I do attract the buyer, instead of, you know, 18 apples for the total commission, I'll do for 14 apples because it's not... It's going to be two jobs to do still, but somehow it's a little easier, a little bit more streamlined. And, you know, if everybody agrees and then the, the whole process is a little bit less expensive. Now, that arrangement is called variable commission, and you do have to disclose that to the people that you're cooperating with. Because 
it shows things are slightly tilted in your direction, right? There's an incentive there, and, and you have to share that just to be above board. Um, but now, back to the compensation conversation, seller might say, hey, I don't want to pay that. I, I just want to pay you. Let, let the buyer pay. So now I have to be, as the listing agent, I have to be ready to say, well, you know what? Okay. Well, you know, do you think that this starter home, which is going to attract most likely a starter first-time buyer who, who most likely is going to be, uh, you know, a teacher, uh, perhaps a firefighter, police officer, you know, could be a single parent, you know, they're they're not going to be able to uh, to come up with the commission that most likely their agent's going to be charging. So what are we going to do here? You know, you're, you want to sell your house. You've told me your timeline that would be most ideal for you to get out of this. And, and, and if you don't offer that cooperative compensation, the house is not going to draw traffic. It's not going to draw the traffic we need to accomplish the goal in the amount of time. Now, yes, the buyer's agents will remain obligated to show the houses or offer to show the houses, even though they don't offer a commission. But the buyer might say, look, I really want the house, but I don't they're not offering a commission, so that means I'm going to have to pay. And, you know, I already need the money that I have, little I've saved up. I need that for my closing costs to get the loan. So that's trouble, you know. That's, that's a lot of trouble. That's a lot of pain. And, you know, housing is about more opportunity, not less. Um, and there's some fear, too, when people are thinking this through, there's some fear that, you know, the buyers are going to jump on these and just start calling the sign. And what that means is they're going to work through the listing agent. So, I mean, that can be good, that can be bad, but, you know, we've gone, we've come so far with buyer agency and it, and it is really helpful. While I am a believer in dual agency in certain circumstances, uh, because it can really be a lifesaver, you know, I don't think the expansion of dual agency is the way to go, um, especially when you're taking people that are new to the ball game, right? They're not savvy investors. They're not, you know, move up buyers who bought and sold 17 homes, you know, or military who PCS all around. So they, they don't know the process and they, they, arguably may need buyer agency the most, you know. Uh, again, I, I'm not trying to typecast, but people that are new to the new to the dance might need the instructor, you know, um, might need the dance lessons, and that is buyer agency. So that's a problem. Now, I could see your higher-end homes, um, you know, your commercial properties, your investment properties, um, where the buyer is expected to probably have some resources, and, you know, more likely to have resources, financial resources. I could see those, those um, commissions 
being pulled back or reduced, you know? And the seller's saying, look, I understand that the likely end buyer here is probably going to be this person of this financial means, and you know who, who they're going to pay? They're going to pay their buyer agent. Now, the thought is, okay, so you're not paying, so then the house should be a little cheaper, right? So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think I think that um, we just need to get used to having these conversations. So if you're the seller, you need to think these things through. Sometimes not offering a compensation, even though you can, doesn't mean that you should, right? Because if you really want the power, I, I am a believer in the cooperative compensation model, and if you really want the power of the market, offer to pay. And you're, you're going to maximize the sale price of your home. You're going to attract the most people there that can come. They're, it's going to sell faster, and it's going to sell for, for more money. So when you start pulling back those things, you're reducing your exposure, right? You're reducing, you're increasing the amount of time it takes to sell your home and you're going to end up reducing the amount of money that you get and you're going to end up reducing your end profit. So even though it appears that the cooperative compensation model has been broken, I think you'll see it survive. Um, but again, effectively, we were already there. Okay, and that's that just shows that it's it's a strong model. It's a unique model. I can't think of another industry that it does something like that. Um, it's a nice balance, and yeah, we won't we don't want to stand in the way of evolution of of a of a model. If this is better, then it's better. So, thanks for joining me on Mission Forge, and and please like, subscribe, and share, and let me know what you think. Thanks a lot.